0: This week on Invasion, of the podcast, who are you going to call a Lone Shark?
1: And do we commit seppuku after seeing
0: Suicide Squad?
1: And 30 years later, does Joe
0: have the touch? We bring you this special radio television broadcast in order to give you the very latest information on an amazing phenomenon, the arrival of a spaceship. Just a minute. Ladies and gentlemen, I think something is happening. Flying saucers have invaded our planet. People of attention! It's the invasion of the podcast. The whole world is under attack. Can it survive? And welcome to Invasion of the Podcast, uh, where we're taking over the world one listener at a time. Um, I know you guys have missed us. We've missed us too. It's been it's been a little over a week since yep. our last uh last invasion. A lot of
1: stuff going on.
0: Yeah, and Just, we'll get to that in a second because I want to talk a little bit about that. Oh yeah, like, sure. like the the safer the safer podcast stuff, not not the not safer podcast yeah. stuff. Um, I am Paul. You got to have a music song play on every scene of every movie to remind people that that song is good, but the movie may not be. Stedman, and to my left as always is Joe. You know, her weakness is her heart until it's not. Peters. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So we, we're gonna we're gonna talk. We'll talk. About yeah, like, it. We'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. So there's gonna be plenty of. Do you know why they are called spoilers about Suicide Squad? Um, you guys might be surprised where we end up with it, but we have a lot of questions about that movie. But first, uh, yeah, I feel bad. Sixty-five week streak of doing shows, yeah. and then and then there wasn't one, and I was like, what is like things started not tasting good, and and birds weren't singing, and I was there like, was what? no color, there was the no world. color. Yeah, it was bad.
1: Which. Actually, it's just Ohio. Like, <laughs> yeah. there's no color here. Like, if anybody that is listening to this doesn't live in Ohio, we're about running out of our color and sunshine time. Like, I
0: saw the first couple leaves changing today, and I was mad at that. I was <sighs> like, you guys get your shit together, because it's still August. <laughs> I know the stores have Halloween candy and pumpkin beers already, which oh, they do. And yeah. I think I talked about this last year at this time. Yeah. But come on, leaves. It's still August.
1: Like it's just... I like the changing of color of leaves, but by God, man, it's just going to be gray skies for like f- six months.
0: Like, I'm excited for the beginning of football season, but that also means the beginning of snow, and I don't like that at all. So it's yeah. like it's not good. So you know anyway. what
1: though? Like our our summer's so harsh right now. We probably won't get like snow for a long time.
0: Uh, here's hoping. Um, but so yeah, the reason why we were <laughs> gone for a bit. There's a lot of good good things. One, let's go to the adult stuff. Uh, as in, Joe oh. recently changed uh, locations. I,
1: yeah, I just bought a house. And yeah, I've that's an that's an adult s- thing slowly slowly moving into the house um like got got all the furniture in there still cleaning out the old place It it's just been consuming me
0: yeah and the closest i've gotten to anything like that is like i'll land on park place and then i'll be like i can't afford this so i you know i don't even know like i'm just like like i debate if i should build a house on on those properties let alone a hotel that's about all i know about real estate so i like i like, always
1: do that and then like it never pays off yeah,
0: I'm just like, like oh, well, I'll get them Oh, up. you're Hotels. so close. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Come around that corner. What could happen? Oh, you just passed go.
0: So it sounds like I'm going to park at Joe's house one night, and he'll be like, oh, by the way, Paul, it's $35. 35 Roll yeah. the dice. Yeah. Oh, you did another yeah. $35. But, uh, but
1: no, it's 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 been it's been hectic, and I I still haven't gotten everything set up the way I want. Um, I know it's going to take time, but like, and, and like with work, like I've been working like full, like 12, 11-hour days because we don't have enough people there and it's like uh, like i pretty much get up go to work come home after like open a close and then um You know, I get home and I try to do like one or two things, and then I'm like ready for bed. So yeah,
0: I've been I've been busy as well. But then, other thing when I when I said adult Joe kind of perked up. Like that's not what I meant. But so I had my bachelor party about not this past weekend, but the weekend before, and Joe put all that together. So thank you, thank you, thank you again for putting together my bachelor party. Uh, Not as wild as people would think bachelor parties are. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun.
1: We did a we did we played bocce. We you know we drank. uh, We did a trap room in Coventry. Uh, check them out. They're uh, CLE trapped. Um, They have four or five different rooms, I think.
0: Yeah, something like that.
1: And it was, it was, I've never done one. Paul's done one for work, I think. And it was, it was amazing. Like I had so much fun. There were nine of us. I
0: felt so useless for about half the time though. I was just walking around not knowing what things meant. And it's like I didn't have that beautiful mind moment where things started clicking in front of me. Like I just yeah. like, like credit to the to them, though. Like uh, we found out after we didn't quite make it. We found out there was a 9% success rate. And I feel like the completion, if you put it like in a 0 to 100, I feel like we were at like 85, 90% complete.
1: We, yeah, we got really close. Like yeah. if they explained to us the final two or three clues we had to finish. And,
0: and one of them was just that we didn't actually physically open the lock correctly. Yeah, that lock
1: so, was like like I think we spent 10 minutes on that lock alone. We had the right combination and then it, it just, wouldn't open. Yeah. But like and then like we didn't set the table up right too. Like yeah, from the rip we were just like throwing everything like and then I was like, "Hey, we should probably put this together."
0: Yeah, because we did a pirate like a pirate thing. Like it was like um, I don't know. Like, there's a the pirate, pirate tavern, yeah, a and tavern. The, the
1: theme was you had to figure out how to get out of the tavern or get uh get get the treasure before like the pirates got into the harbor. Yeah, and
0: and so the the like I don't want to give away the clues and stuff because if anybody does it, then you should go in fresh. Uh, but there's a big game board that as you get as you figure out clues, you get pieces that eventually lead to ultimately what is the final thing. Yeah. Um, and there was some really great Goonies moments in the middle of all this with all of us figuring it out. This There's a true, there was definitely a bit where there was parts of the room that did things that we didn't know that, right. that they did. You so then when Joe discovered this, I was like, Oh shit! This is amazing. Like and when it, I found it was like it, a Scooby Doo yeah, moment. It
1: was like everybody was like, "Whoa!" It was <laughs> like it was like
0: a Goonies when they find like you know the secret passage and stuff. So I mean, for such a small room, there was a lot to do in it, and then then actually, like it was also one of those things where at first it's like nothing makes sense, but then as you start getting pieces, things start clicking, and there were some really cool little puzzles in the middle of all, and mm-hmm. so it was a lot of fun. Didn't quite make it, but I feel like we were close. I would like to try one of the other rooms now. Um, so yeah, I definitely recommend that I enjoyed this one more than the other one I went to, but they had different reasons like, so, but that was a lot of fun. Did that, you know, went out to eat, went to 16 bit, uh, did other things in the nighttime. It, w- it was a good time. Yeah. It was so, a lot of fun. So yeah, thank you for that. Then also this past weekend I decided it was a good idea as a grown adult to hold a, uh, an, a, a up field day out liquid park where i had my friends all come together and we did a bunch of silly games out in the out in the park out in the sun like people in the like you know mid-30s like running around hurting themselves playing dodgeball uh dizzy bat relays all that stuff and that took a while to plan all that so i was kind of gassed after planning all that so it it was was,
1: uh, it was a beautiful perfect day like you couldn't you couldn't have got a better day like it was like 80 degrees out perfect temperature no humidity um not a cloud in the sky. Like yeah, it was, it was just amazing.
0: So uh, the very last event I did was a four-part relay. Right. So I started off with a dizzy bat, uh, went to a sack race, and then some kind of jump rope thing. And at the end was a wheelbarrow race, which I've never done. One of those. In or you guys have before. the wheelbarrows? Well, no, like the physical, like the human wheelbarrow. So someone was on the, like, you know... Oh, okay. So if someone was like, you know, the wheelbarrow, someone was like moving them along. And the reason I mention this is because it got close at the very end between the two teams, and at one point, the the poor girl, she, her arms gave out right by the, the finish line, and she hit her face on the ground, and the guy just... It almost looked like he was going to put her into like a figure four or like a Boston crab, <laughs> flipped her over and drug her across the finish line, and it was amazing but at the same time horrific you're like are you okay she's like i'm fine like it was like wow. it was, but they won like i don't i mean that's cool it was like he like it was just it was one of the scary moments but it was also really funny so anyway that took a lot of planning i go overboard with my decorating because i do so anyway that's we've been busy that's to put it mildly yeah um so yeah that's that's what happened so um we don't want to miss shows often i know coming up in september there's going to be one week where we're also missing
1: Oh yeah, we're going to, at the end of September, we're, we're going out to uh, Vegas, this place, yeah, yeah <laughs> uh, Vegas, and we're going to have an Invasion of the Podcast uh, vacation.
0: Yeah, so that, so we apologize, we're going to be doing this straight for another month and then we'll have another week off, so I know we want another 65 weeks in a row, not going to happen, so I apologize for that. So anyway, that's what's been going on, so let's just go ahead and we'll get to the news. Oh, side note, someone ruined part of the new World of Warcraft expansion for me today by accident. Like, they're just talking to me. They're like, oh, you're going to play it? I'm like, yeah. And I was like, I'm going to log back in soon. They're like, oh, it's pretty sad that so and so dies. I'm like, I didn't know that. So, someone just ruined a major story point for me. And that set the rest of my day, like, kind of bad. I just felt. Is it somebody I know? No. Okay. Yeah. Well, you mean character wise? You mean the person that told me character wise? Yeah. uh, That's. Yeah. (laughs) Don't say it on the air.
1: Write it down. I want to know. I don't play wild.
0: You're going to trust my handwriting, aren't you? Yeah. All right. So how about I just do, I'm I'm, going to spell this wrong. I thought I knew that. Yeah. No, no, no. I thought they did that. Um, not officially oh. until now. So anyway, that kind of ruined. That's too bad. I kind of like, but there's this whole pre-starting event that they're doing right now. Cause the, the expansion launches uh, at the end of the month. And I guess they're having this like invade, this invasion scenario going on. So that's already been revealed, but I didn't know that. So it's like some of the stuff I like, I like finding out on my own in these games and not having it be out of mind for me. So anyway, that kind of, that kind of like, uh, that kind of like, I was like, well, all right, that's the way my day's starting. So Anyway, so news, other news that's not World of Warcraft related.
1: Yeah, so Ghostbusters, which came out um, beginning of the month, no, beginning of July. Um, you know, it, it was slated to do. What did they? What did they dump into it? Like three hundred million, it, uh, including well, it, it, including yeah, marketing budget.
0: Their break even total for like making the movie and marketing, they were shooting for a target of three hundred million mm-hmm. total coming back to them,
1: and they're sitting at about two thirty, two forty, yeah, two forty ish. So. Um, Sony doesn't look like they're going to get that 70 million. Um, you know, this, this could be bad. We might not get more Ghostbusters movies. Um, I know there's a lot of internet hate. I'm sure there's probably people that listen to this that didn't like Ghostbusters or don't want to go see Ghostbusters. We had a great podcast about it. I saw it twice. I liked it a lot um how
0: to play for the second time what's that how did it play for you the second time that you watched this is good okay um
1: i think there was like one or two jokes that i actually missed you know okay that were that i got that that were that i was like ah i didn't get that the first time um but it holds up you know and and uh i'm kind of sad because like this this is a franchise that that you know in, in an in an era of of rehashing remaking and redoing everything because nobody can come up with like a, like a creative new idea anymore. It seems like, um, you know, you have a classic franchise that you want to keep around. And, um, honestly, that's, that's not a bad movie. Like, you know, and, and, and I feel like that the, the people on the internet really kind of did this and, and caused a lot of problems for this movie that didn't need to be caused.
0: Yeah. That, that sounds about right. Well, I mean, I'm sure that they'll get this out on, uh, you know, video before, before the holidays, so maybe that will give it some legs, and people will be like, It does really well there, or like streaming services or something. Because that might be enough for them to be like, Oh, this does play well the second time around. People like that apprehension's gone. Maybe that will green light another one. Yeah. Because I feel like, like we talked about this in that show previous, that I feel like, like they had the opportunity then to completely go their own direction with the next one, and that would have been. Like I really like this one but I was going to look forward to the next one cuz then they don't have to like what are they going to do like like have to honor Ghostbusters 2 And like, get a they,
1: painting and the Statue of Liberty and yeah no yeah. they hopefully they won't they don't do that yeah. and I mean it I want more Ghostbusters I like the all female Ghostbusters um you know I I would like to see them like kind of like get this expanded universe going like you know there's a lot of ghosts that that aren't just in new york so let's get other (laughs) ghostbuster franchises across the country across the world i think that would be kind of cool you know that definitely could be you know one of those things that they could expand on and i would like to see
0: yeah so it's just it's unfortunate that like the movie that like i went in with not a lot of expectation but really enjoyed is like like even even a couple years ago ant-man made enough to clear for a sequel like i mean that was the one people were kind of on the fence about like when it came out and yeah. i don't know i mean is it, you haters you might win this round but you're not going to win them all
1: right um so uh well, let's finish up with this but like uh so okay so david wanted, david you, uh was it Brad Pitt or was it david brad pitt said he wanted did he say he wanted yeah, he david he wants
0: david fincher to direct the, the sequel to world war z to world
1: war z um
0: i like david fincher's
1: style uh and i love brad pitt uh i hate world war z <laughs> i hate world war z uh. i i read the first three or four chapters of world war z and i couldn't get into it um like and this was like pre pre zombie craze this was like what 2003 maybe 2004 um right when walking dead was starting to come out too not the okay. show the book but like i was kind of like i was like in the like the hipster zombie era where i was just like i was getting into zombies before the entire world loved zombies and I was reading World War Z, um, Zombie Apocalypse, whatever, Zombie Survival Guide, you know, the, I had those books. Those yeah. Were, those were books that I was kind of like into. And like, I read it, and like, I remember, like, I was like, oh, Max Brooks wrote this. I'm like, this is interesting. And like, I heard all the things about how he would do do lectures at colleges, and I'm like, that's really cool that he has like, like a serious satirical take on doing lectures about surviving zombie apocalypse, and he wrote World War Z. And he's the son of Mel Brooks. And too. he's the son of Mel Brooks. Yeah. Um, but, like reading the book, the book was completely different because it was a lot of different short stories. It
0: was, yeah, it was very, like vignettes. It was, right? yeah,
1: it was like a compilation. There was no central character. It would change. And all, the character essentially was the zombie virus or the zombies in a sense where you would have one one story that was talking about somebody searching for patient zero and then you would have another story about like a girl in like, um, like India or something like that basically living through like the virus taking over her family in the village and things like that and hmm. like, the people running away from the zombies and then it would shift to like somebody who was in the military and like a medical wing and things like that it would just it would jump around constantly um so you didn't have like a central brad pitt type character but when the movie came out i went and saw it and I had really high hopes for it because I thought it would be a good, you know, zombie franchise. Because, like, in you know, in my opinion, we haven't had, like, a zombie franchise to get behind since, like, you know, the Romero stuff. And even, like, Romero stuff kind of, in my opinion, started to slip a little.
0: What about, like, 28 days later and 28 weeks later?
1: That was good, too. Like, that's, yeah. like, you know, and, and putting that into the whole, the whole zombie pot... I mean,
0: I know that's a virus, but I mean, let's right. Let's a zombie there's movie. it's yeah. a
1: zombie movie, you know. But like, you know, that's another thing. Is a, is like a franchise like that. So like, I was kind of hoping for like a good, you know, zombie movie because it's always fun to you know to see how zombie outbreaks are you know taken. And, and there's a ton of B movie zombies movies out there, and those are kind of a dime a dozen and don't really make you think too much. But I was kind of really hoping that from World War Z, and then after I saw it, I was just kind of
0: like, see, I've only it, seen the the unrated cut that was on Netflix. And because I saw it on Netflix and I didn't spend money on it, I didn't mind it. It was definitely for a movie about zombies and spreading of infection, it was probably the most toothless zombie movie I've seen in terms of like there was no real no real threat to Brad Pitt the entire time. Right. And like the the beginning part when they're in New York was kinda kinda creepy. And I feel like the first half of that movie had some momentum mm-hmm. and then it kind of stalled out. Yeah. And it got very small. It's- very, very, very small in the end where they go to the, the World Health Organization. Yeah. Like it gave the movie an ending but it's like you give me all the spectacle you give me new york you give me um like you know jerusalem and then it's all of a sudden it's like it's just Brad Pitt against one guy like figuring out everything going on it was just very it didn't it felt very backwards in terms of how it got wrapped up yeah you know and
1: and i didn't like how they kind of like explained the zombies a little bit And, like, how to get around him and things. Yeah. You know, the end where he, like, infects himself, and then they're just like, oh, he's bad news. We don't want him. So,
0: the only thing about it I think is entertaining is that Peter Capaldi was in that movie. He was one of the minister, like, not minister, but one of the World Health Organization guys in that movie. Mm -hmm. And at that time, do you know this already? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Yeah,
1: because when I saw it, and, like, I was in the theater, and I saw the credits, I was like... I see what you did there. Yeah. Because he's credited in the, the movie as Who Doctor. Like yeah, W H O
0: Organization Doctor. And so yeah. and, and then and then shortly thereafter he was announced as the new Doctor Who. So yeah. I thought that was kinda that was kinda funny. Um but yeah, if they make a sequel, I, I think that's fine, but it's like what do you do, another outbreak? Like what do you do, like the ongoing war? Right. I mean Fincher like <laughs> Fincher has been I think he's done such a good job of picking subjects that aren't always the same. And like I mean, you saw the social network, right?
1: I have never seen Social Network, It's, yeah.
0: it's really good. I know it's really but good. Everybody says
1: it's really good. I didn't see Zodiac.
0: Z- Zodiac's really good. Um, but it's like, have you seen The Girl with a Dragon Tattoo? Huh. I didn't see that one either, but I saw the Swedish one. It was pretty good. Um, I just like, Seven is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, I love Seven. Um, Fight Club, amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, and Fight Club's and probably... Very
1: different genre type filmmaking. Fight Club's probably one of my favorite movies, like, top, in the top three easily.
0: And... Alien Three. I like Alien Three no one else likes Alien 3. I like 3. Alien
1: Three. I've I, never told you I didn't like but, Alien Three. Uh,
0: you gotta see the actual cut that was more closer to Fincher's vision. That's so good. Yeah. So I think he'd be a good good fit for like this if if they have the right story. And um I mean I don't know who else should get in there right now, Danny Boyle, because he's done, you know, twenty eight days later, he'd be good with that too. Actually, um what's his face? Uh ex Machina, the writer, uh, Alex uh, Garland. I think he'd be good for a World War Z. Uh, project because he would take it in a really interesting direction. I'm sure. So yeah. I don't know. Like for a movie that I felt had so much production problems and so much script overhaul, it it, it, it crossed the finish line slowly, but it crossed the finish line. I don't know why you need a sequel to that. Like, give me a sequel to Ghostbusters. They'll <laughs> do that. Yeah,
1: I would rather a sequel to Ghostbusters. So, oh, right. um, and then like tying in, like we're gonna we're gonna talk about DC stuff here. So like, um, Aquaman has had a lot of buzz lately. Um, you know, there's been there's been talks of uh, Jason Morma playing uh, the Crow and they're going to do a Crow reboot. So you're going to have Aquaman being the Crow, which <laughs> I I welcome a Crow reboot because like I like that world, you know, that they that, you know that they started um, It's a James cool o-
0: idea to have the actual Spirit of you know re- vengeance, I guess. I mean, we talked about Ghost Rider, but the whole spirit of revenge, things like like left undone, mm-hmm. that means you could put anybody in that role and have them explore yeah. a different aspect of it. So I think that's a good it's a good idea for a franchise,
1: right? And also, like with this, with him getting this and getting, um, uh, Aquaman, you know, hopefully he can get stepped up into like a leading action star role because I think he has a good look to be an action star, and he didn't do you know Conan did terrible. Um, And, you know, unfortunately, he he was attached to that. But, um, you know, that's just kind of like one of the casualties of, like, you know, Hollywood trying to remake something and it doesn't work out.
0: Well, did you see a bullet to the head and the one he did with Stallone? Mm, No, he was terrible at it. It's just he looked cool you know and but like to be fair the whole movie was shit anyway but like like uh you would think from the guy who directed the warriors and then having like a gritty like you know crime movie with stallone in it that would be better than that but it just wasn't um i just really hope that i hope momoa does the thing that schwarzenegger did which is hire acting coaches around you get get coached up to to know how to function in front of a camera cuz you can be called drago and speak a different language and, and people just forgive because you are talking in a different language and you can emote but sometimes when he's just left alone just to talk it is very awkward so i'm really wondering how they're going to do aquaman like is it going to be more him just being like the the brooding silent type where they give him well, they give him dialogue but they don't have to give him scenes full of it you know, right
1: like, well they talked like Zack Snyder said that aquaman is going to be the wolverine of the DC universe in the, in the DC what is it? CEU expanded cinematic <laughs> expanded universe. It's like it's like this big long, like D-C-E-C-U. Like it's <laughs> like it's D- like DC expanded cinematic universe or something like that. Um, but the, you know, he said he's like, oh, he's going to be the Wolverine type character, and I'm like, I I kind of got that from the Justice League trailer. Um, and you know, I got
0: him as like a hobo Thor. I kind of what I got. Yeah, him as, like, yeah, yeah.
1: I could see that too. But like. I don't know, like, you know, good on, like, all these guys for trying to make Aquaman cool, because Aquaman has always been, like, you know, the, the the brunt of a lot of jokes with superheroes. Like, yeah, he talks to fish, like, you know, like, and then everybody's like, well, no, no, he's strong, and he's got this, and the trident, and da 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 and I'm like, do you see what he looks like? He's got an orange shirt, and he looks like Fred from Scooby-Doo. Like, <laughs> I can't take that man seriously. Yeah. Like, all he needs is the ascot. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So I don't know, we'll see. Like like I, I again I, I also agree with you that he has he has a good look. I think he has charisma as an individual. Yeah. Like he's really cool like social media and he's just a really nice guy. Did you see his episode Drunk History that he was in where he was like recreating one of the early Olympics? Uh uh-uh. uh. Like uh and it was uh it was really funny that he was game for that too. Like so uh, all the best. It's just that like um I don't know. Until until I see it I can't get all the way on board for it you know okay yeah
1: but no that's enough like you know we talked about for that and then um uh we've got more dc stuff to talk about
0: yeah so um is that it for news or um
1: oh yeah we get the star trek stuff i forgot about that um so they announced like we just talked about star trek recently but they they announced that star trek discovery which is the new series that's coming out, is going to be set in the prime universe, but it's going to be set in ten years before Captain Kirk takes the helm of the Enterprise. I
0: don't understand why.
1: Yeah, and I, they also uh, said that it's not going to focus on a captain. So this is going to be the first Star Trek or the Star Trek series. I mean D S nine kinda didn't focus on a captain, but Cisco was like a main
0: well, to, to be he was a commander for most of the series. So yeah. that's you know, technically you're right. I am a Star Trek nerd right now. But it
1: always focused on the dude in charge, or yeah. the person who was in charge, whether it was Jane Way, whether it was Cisco or Kirk well, or Picard.
0: And and their their uh, very close leadership, right? Yeah. Like you always had the head of engineering, the head of security, like mm-hmm. you know, you had the top five or six people running the ship were the focus of the show. Right.
1: But now they say that they're gonna have like like a female lead character be the focus and she's gonna be a crew member but she's not going to be a the starship captain.
0: Well so. I mean it could be interesting. I'm like again, this is another one of those ones that we're getting new Star Trek TV. I'm excited for it Brian Fuller is a Star Trek veteran we know that. Um, I saw did you see the video of the ship? Like the, the tease of the ship, no, it's very it. much like um, like I know we've mentioned this before about Star Wars. Uh, Ralph McQuarrie was the guy who was the inspiration for like the way, the way all Star Wars looks. Right, he did all the concept art for it. He did a lot of concept art for Star Trek, and there was one that he did for the motion picture back in the '70s that had this really weird triangle kind of shape to it with like a, like a dish. Like it was very like much like the Enterprise from the '60s, but it was like I don't know, pointy. I don't know how to describe it. And the new, the Discovery one looks a lot like his original designs. So that's kind of cool. So that that made me kind of think that it was going to be set in a time before the next generation. But, I, like, I don't understand why... I don't know why we can't go forward. Why can't we go forward? Like, give me... Like, you've set all this stuff up. Like, we talked about this on, on the Star Trek show, and if you guys didn't get a chance to listen to it, please do. It was te- a fun discussion. Technically, what
1: is it? Is Voyager... The end of Voyager is the end of the prime universe that we have, right? For
0: now, yeah. 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 So, go forward. Like, there's so much to, to do there. It's yeah. just... I don't know. Like, like my biggest thing... I have I have problems with stories set before. And let, so, unless you go... Like, 100,000 years before, like, Knights of the Old Republic, Star Wars, Knights of the Old Republic, like, well before that you're never getting get, get close to what we know of Star right. Wars. You have so much room to play in there mm-hmm. and have fun with that, so you don't know. Yeah, it might as well like, be its own timeline. I agree with you on that,
1: too. Like, I, I hate when they have to, like, do prequels and things like that to tell the story before, and it's just, just like with, um, like, when they did The Hobbit after they did Lord of the Rings.
0: Or Caprica after Battlestar Galactica. Yeah,
1: like, I mean... I understand that Hobbit was written, but they, they literally took that book and stretched it and added so much stuff to <laughs> they, like give it three. They took trilogies. the
0: smallest book of all four of them and made it into like, and bo- yeah, it you was, made yeah.
1: it into three movies, which, you know, was like, like, why are we doing this? You know? Yeah.
0: So anyway, I, until we get more information, I'm still hopeful for Star Trek uh, discovery, but I, you know, right now it's like, just give me something to be really excited for other than there, that you're announcing a TV show. So, All right, so there's that. Um, All right, so, Joe, are you ready? Are you ready to get into this? Yeah. (laughs) And now for our feature presentation.
1: I mean, I don't think this is going to be like Batman versus Superman. No, 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 no. no. So, like, we both saw Suicide Squad separately. Um, I enjoyed Suicide Squad for what it was. Uh, Like, I'm going to come off the rip and just say, It was probably one of the most enjoyable DC movies I watched, um, and I was not disappointed by it, but at the same time, I was not, like, blown away by this like I was, like, Winter Soldier or, like, you know, The Avengers, you know, or uh, I'm trying to think, you know, what else came out. Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, it doesn't hold a candle to any of those movies, but I think it's a step in the right direction for DC, Uh, To finally get uh, this felt like more of an expanded universe movie than Batman versus Superman did at all. Like, I I watched I I watched this and like, you know, from you know the Affleck cameos to, um, you know, even the Flash cameo. You
0: mean the Flash, Flash,
1: the Flash, Flash, (laughs) which I guess Zack Snyder directed that whole scene. Oh, good because it it, it didn't
0: really belong. So, way to go, Zack Snyder.
1: But. You know, it it felt like I was finally in a DC cinematic universe rather than just watching like uh, Batman versus Superman flail around and try to have a coherent story uh you know and, and even like when we watched man of steel it was all focal superman like they had pictures of wayne corp enterprises and stuff but there was no mention of other characters there wasn't really anything yeah. brought in so like this is the first movie where they kind of jumped around a lot you know it's like you had like argus in there you had um you definitely had wayne Ind- industries you had arkham uh you know and like there was other characters i'm trying to think like you know um the like katana like katana just kind of came out of nowhere and was brought into the movie
0: yeah (laughs) Uh, that's that's a way to describe that so but um the way so i went to go see this with mary and we walked out of the theater and i was like well what'd you think of that and she uh she's like you know it's kind of like when you really wanted oreos but you're given hydrox instead she's like you know it's not it's not quite what you wanted but it's okay so i thought that was a really apt metaphor is that that suicide squad is a hydrox cookie so i I told her i was like i'm going to steal that and use it because it's yeah. like it's a Hydrox cookie that has some really gaping plot points, some really weird character choices and some I it's just it, this this movie kills me in the sense that I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. I didn't have the same um, just overall like flat feeling with it like I did Batman Superman when I walked out. of. That. Yeah, I didn't feel as flat um,
1: as I did with Batman and Superman. And
0: I feel like it's because the bits that were fun were fun and mm-hmm. I enjoyed them. Um, so at least I felt like there was some redeeming qualities to the movie. I feel like some of the character performances were really, really good. I feel like they deserved a better movie. I feel like they were in a different movie than most of these other characters. Like I'll just say right off, right off the start. Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn was really good.
1: She was a really good Harley Quinn. She was awesome. Yeah. Right.
0: Uh, Will Smith is Deadshot was awesome.
1: This is, I told a couple people and a couple people got mad at me. I was like, this is the first movie I've enjoyed Will Smith in. <laughs> Like, I don't like Will Smith at all. Like, you know, like from Independence Day, Wild Wild West, Men in Black. Like, I didn't hate him in a lot of those movies, but he never really just wows me. I really liked him as Deadshot.
0: Yeah. And he was good. Uh, So I feel like those guys deserved a better movie. But I also feel like Will Smith is a professional and knew what he needed to do to to make it work, you know? I also feel like he probably was thankful that the entire franchise didn't rest on his shoulders for a change because he'd been doing some stuff that he was trying to to make a mark and that didn't quite work out so well. Um, But yeah, I just feel like those two made the movie so good. And then there's other parts of it that just didn't make sense. And there was, there was like, I have, I have a bunch of questions we'll get to here eventually, but um, I got really frustrated that this movie right from the start was trying to give you a sense. Like, Hey, this is going to be different. Hey, we're going to put in House of the Rising Sun playing as you see this really cool prison as you go in, and then you meet some of the characters, and then the movie starts, and then you meet those characters again. It's like I don't understand what just happened there. Yeah, that was like, I
1: thought that was weird too when it started out, and it had to be like a quick like ten minute origin story with with Harley and Deadshot. Yeah, um, which obviously were like the two leading characters, and like. The you know let's let's talk about the let's talk about the music real quick because that was a huge piece of the movie but at the same time it was like it was like that guy that has to show you all the pictures
0: of his kids, it, it like uh, like I was telling um I didn't mean to cut you off I'm sorry but hey you know we're gonna jump around just like this movie did all right so um like the music. If you took any individual scene and said, here, watch this scene, you'd be like, you know what? I like that scene a lot. That music was really cool for that scene. But then the next scene has its own music. And by own music, I mean its own song that has to remind you yeah. that it felt like it was just they. what worked, and, I, and I, don't, I, I shouldn't compare the two movies. I know I shouldn't. What worked in Guardians of the Galaxy of having the mixtape as a through line through that entire movie and having Star-Lord with his songs. Yeah, but
1: there felt like there were way more song, way more songs in Suicide Squad. So no, I, I
0: agree. Uh, but I feel like they were trying to cram in almost one per scene, it felt like. Yes. And I didn't like that, because you went from House to the Rising Sun, mm-hmm. and then you meet Harley, and it was... Um,
1: Cass, uh, sh- uh, the, whatever she has a spell on you. C- uh, it's the the bad magic song I can never think of. It's, it.
0: it's, it's like You Don't Know Me as a song. I forget what it was. Uh, but it was like this weird... Yeah. like. Um, it it just, it was an older pop song, like older, I mean like, you know, sixties pop song Mm -hmm. and it's like, you went from house of rising sun, which is a sixties song to this and it's like boom, boom, back to back. And then later on you had Eminem, which even though I liked the, the use of, of the, what real slim shady in the middle of all that, that was going on. Was it that? Yeah. When they're getting their gear.
1: No, that wow. wasn't the real song. but it was an Eminem it song. It was Eminem, sorry, yeah. But yeah, when they were getting their gear, like that was a good song for that gear. Yeah, and, and it, then like I, I even liked, um, you know, the scene where he does target practice when that the Kanye song hits. And yeah, Black Skinhead. Yep, yeah. and he's just and, like, and that was all
0: cool. Yeah. It didn't. None of it fit together though. No, like, it, just, it none was of it all over together. the place.
1: And then like, like you kind of thought it was done, but then like, like <laughs> later on in the movie, no, later on in the movie, they're just like they're gonna throw in another song. Let's let's throw in thirty seconds of this song while they're flying in the helicopter. Which like, by the
0: by the way, do you know what song they used? Spirit in the Sky, which was used in goddamn Guardians of the Galaxy. So it's like, can you guys get away from this? Like, I'm surprised you didn't have a tree that, talk, like, sometimes talks. They
1: should have. They should have. a talking animal. But they should have scaled back some of the songs, and it would have been perfect.
0: And then some of that would have hit, and it would have been amazing. Right. Like, that would have been so good. Like, and so, because I feel like some of the music choices were really inspired, and I really like some of the usage of it, but it's mm-hmm. just like it kept, it kept really, it's like, it almost felt like someone at Warner Brothers was like, people like songs we know, Right. Well, we're Warner Brothers. We have a whole catalog of music. Just dump it in, dump it in, dump it in, dump it in. And that's what it felt like. And it felt like the whole movie was like you had a bucket that like David, uh, David Ayer is the mm-hmm. guy I think the guy wrote and directed it, right? Like he knew how much he wanted to fill it up. And then Warner Brothers was like, well, what if we just add one more spoonful of this and one more spoonful of this? So then you start losing relevant information, but you're mixing in cool colors. Yeah. That's what that movie felt like to me.
1: So, yeah. Um, but like, what else did you? I liked it? I liked it. Yeah. But go, go. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to sound like we didn't like the movie, but it was just like, there were some things like if they would have tweaked some things, this could have been like probably the best DC movie that they had.
0: Yeah. So, okay. Here, here's, here's the thing. I enjoyed the movie. I don't think I'll ever own it unless there's some other cut of the movie, because there is other cuts to the movie, because there was a whole big discussion about that. Well, I
1: know there were scenes in the trailer that that, that were not in the... Yeah, because basically... It that weren't in, in the final cut, because I was looking for stuff, and I'm like, they didn't do this part.
0: They um There was a, a discussion. David Ayer had his cut of the movie, which was a little bit more somber, and then Warner Brothers was like, we need to make it happier, with more fun in it, and it's like, so they tested both versions, mm-hmm. and then... They ended up meeting in the middle, which that never seems to satisfy anybody when you try to yeah. split the difference.
1: And like if it, it had any, you know what? I can tell like the like the reshoots that they did, the reshoots they did for the more of the humor. Yeah. Like a lot of it was like really obvious, um, you know, and, and, and uh, I could tell where some of the scenes were. Where it was like I could tell they threw this back in. And had they not used a lot of that, I think, I think a lot of the humor probably w- like... W- Made the movie better, and if they would have made it really somber, I would have been like, eh.
0: "Well, okay." So, and this is uh, jumping ahead again, but not that this would have ever happened. But if you would have given something like this to Tarantino, you would have had a kick-ass movie that had some serious moments with some amazing dialogue and crazy character development. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking of like Inglorious Bastards, and that's it's a great movie. Um, but it's well, that's like a good you, example. To could you Because you, you you have like a group. But you You also had some really serious, scary moments in that movie and some tense moments. Right. And those guys were given the worst missions to go out to do. I mean, even Reservoir
1: Dogs, because it essentially is like Reservoir Dogs. You put a team of bad people together to go do something, you know?
0: Yeah. So it's like, I think you could have still had humor and had those earned moments and still had the stakes be high. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, it was just frustrating because it's like you had some interesting dynamics that they never did anything with. Like, literally, they're bad guys. Other than Harley busting that one window and grabbing a purse, what did the bad guys do the entire time? They didn't do anything bad. They they just kind of just like so- sombered along. They kind of they- followed,
1: yeah. You know, was, they 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 followed a uh, Rick flag. Um, and uh, I remember like halfway through the movie, like when they kept fighting those monsters, yeah. Like and the monsters kept grabbing him, and then they were like, "No, no, no!" They get him. Like they could kill us all. Like we got to protect him. And I'm yeah. like, they're just playing capture the flag now.
0: Like, well, they, they, it felt like, like a Gears of War thing where it's like shit. You gotta have the NPC stay alive, or right? But I was
1: just like, they're just playing capture. Oh, they capture got the, the flag. flag.
0: They gotta get the flag capture back. Capture the flag. Yep. Anyway, in uh, Joe Kinnaman, I don't think he was bad in that role. I just, th- I don't think he was giving anything to do with it. Really? Yeah,
1: I don't think he was bad in the role either. No. Like, I liked him better in this than RoboCop, actually. <laughs> but like, um, you're right. You know, and um, uh, well, let's talk about like let's talk about the Joker for a second too. <sighs> My goodness. Like, like what did you think of that?
0: Okay, so. I think Jared Leto as a Joker was actually... I thought he was interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I was telling Mary about this, though, after we left theater. I was like, I don't think I've ever seen a man on screen that I think their breath just reeks, and I think they smell bad. And every time I saw him on screen, I'm like, that dude has the smell so bad. Something about him looks like he's just scummy and disgusting. Mm-hmm. And But otherwise, though, like how, how many different ways can you take a character like the Joker and play him that hasn't already been done before, or people are going to say you're copying somebody. So I think he made some bold choices. I didn't mind him. I just, what was his point in the movie? Like that was like frustrating to me. Mm.
1: I, I I get you. The only thing that that I had a hard time with was the star-crossed lover relationship, where like, you know, I, and and I'm not saying take this away from Harley and Joker, but there's always like a like i don't know i didn't get the vibe that joker was is so much more dismissive of harley yeah like cuz in like the cartoon series when you know they introduced harley and you had the joker and harley like like she was just kind of, like he's just like you're kind of hanging around with me yeah you know but like at the same time you knew he cared about her because like you know when uh when he kills who do you kill comic was common the one guy that was at the strip club yeah. or whatever when he kills
0: common he kills the common man yeah but like I mean, if you're going to use names to make fun of things i'll just keep throwing there. <laughs> but i mean like like you you knew like you're like you
1: don't mess with the joker's girl and the joker get jealous but like at the same time like they kind of did that like when you know they get into the car accident and then like you know he swims away and leaves her in the car yeah you know he totally will just like throw her under the bus and i didn't get that vibe as much because like he did that constantly with harley yeah no that's know? true uh, but
0: i don't know like um I feel like, so here, I'm going to pitch you, like, what I would have done with Suicide Squad, but I'm not that guy. So, like, what if you found out that Amanda Waller had all these other plans in place to try to control threats, and they were using some black ops money to fund things? Like, I don't know, bankroll the Joker so he keeps part of the city lockdown, and then he becomes too much of his own problem. So what do you do? You send in the Suicide Squad to take him out, and you have Harley there as an opposition. She has to do what she's told that would have been a way more interesting movie to me. That would have been interesting, too,
1: and then you would have been able to take a major character like the Joker. This is the other problem I had. Like, I didn't have any problem with Jared Leto as the Joker. I mean, he still can't hold a candle to Heath Ledger.
0: But yeah, but, I mean, like, it's a different type of... He was more, like, gangster underground. Yes. While Heath Ledger, even though he had his fingers in organized crime, it was a means to an end. Like, he would have rather not have dealt with it, but he knew he had to. Right. You know? Like,
1: they're two totally different Jokers, but, like, he... I liked his Joker. I didn't hate him, but no. he he was not given the time that he needed to be no. there. I I feel like, I feel like they should have like used the Joker before this for something and put Lido into a bigger role as the villain. Yeah, you know, and then had him shown up as a cameo, kind of like what they did with Loki. Yeah, like Loki was in Thor, and then he was an in invent, uh, then he was he in was Avengers. the bad guy of Avengers, he was in yeah. Avengers, and then in Thor two, he was really kind of on the side, kind of like how the Joker is in Suicide Squad. Yeah. Like that's a good example of like what they did, but like with Leto's Joker, like he, I I mean, I liked, I liked his look. It was a new take. I thought like, you know, he had the laughs on point, you know, it was, it was a very creepy, unnerving laugh.
0: He always had that thing of like, you just never know what he was capable of doing next. Yep. And that's, that's like, I mean, Nicholson had that ledger had that like it was it's a good i loved his you know, goons uh, yeah his
1: goons were very like tim Burtony, yes, like like were. 66 batman like that guy with the assault rifle and the panda outfit i'm like that's perfect joker stuff Th- then
0: there's the guy with the batman mask on Did yeah see, like, he that, had the like, animated
1: series batman mask on that
0: made me laugh when i saw yeah, I that i thought that
1: was hilarious
0: so i like that i just but again like i feel like if you would have kept it more ground level like more like dirty dozen where it's like listen we like and you find out later that like the entire time like Waller had been supplying him things, but then she was trying to fix one mistake with another mistake. Mm-hmm. That would have been way more interesting to me. But no, we got a big glowing I liked, in the sky as got. I liked Amanda Waller. Like no, I, I liked thought her.
1: I thought I thought she was a really good like that was a really good Amanda Waller. I liked her better than Amanda Waller on like uh, CW. CW shows. Yeah. I didn't like the C W Amanda Waller that much.
0: Uh, I I was, like, I was I feel like this Amanda Waller in this movie like Nick Fury would take a second before thinking about messing with the Samanda Waller. Like he would be like, I don't know about this. Yeah. Like and that's and that's good. Like that's when really she good. offs
1: those guys in the room and oh, and, my goodness. and he's yeah. just like she's like, "What? Don't judge me." Yeah. They they knew what they signed up for and I'm just like Oh, she's cold. She's yeah, definitely cold. I
0: needed more of that. I need more of that calculated. Yep. Like, like basically, I mean, you are disposable. This is a suicide squad. So let, let's just like, you know, what <laughs> like, did think get... like of the one dude that had to be the example for the exploding? Thing useless, in <laughs> useless, useless, useless. So this goes to plot and pacing. Like it would have been at least a little bit better of a red herring if they went through the dossier of everybody and given Slipknot a backstory. So that way you get to meet the whole crew, and then he's done. Like that would have been like, oh crap, this is real. Like,
1: yeah, instead of just him showing up at the time when they're getting ready, and be like, oh yeah, by the way, this is Slipknot, and we're like, okay. I I was still
0: expecting a bunch of clowns beating (laughs) like um (laughs) really ugly clowns beating like uh, kegs, and I'm like, not that kind of Slipknot. Not that Slipknot.
1: Um, but like as soon as he showed up, I was like, I know why you're here. And then like when Captain Boomerang starts talking to him, I'm like,
0: yep. Like, we know
1: what's going to happen now.
0: Yeah, I just, that felt so, like, you had to show that they were, like, that the threat was real, but, like, not that this would have happened, but how crazy would that have been, like, been, like, Harley Quinn, done. Like, you, we teased her this entire movie, and then it's like, oh, she disobeyed, she's done. Like, they would never have done that, but that would have been a moment of, like, oh, they're not screwing around, like, that's it. Or Or Will Smith, what if they would have killed Will Smith off in the first third of that movie? You would have lost your mind. Like it would have been like, oh crap! They killed. Oh hell no! They killed Will Smith. You know. Hell no! But it's like that felt that I didn't like that. Um, I didn't like the way that they had to manufacture a villain and a threat. That was stupid.
1: I felt like Enchantress was on like a whole other level for this though.
0: Like, Like good or bad?
1: Like no, no, no. I mean, like as far as like threat. Yeah. Like when they brought her in, and it's like her abilities compared to like the rest of like even El Diablo's was like. Like, Diablo yeah it was just like okay like he's pretty powerful obviously turns into like skeleton fire guy
0: no Diablo turned into Diablo you didn't notice that
1: yeah <laughs> he did
0: <laughs> he turned into a blizzard boss is what yeah. he turned into at the very and end and then
1: when they and then when they killed him he dropped loot and everybody's and, like oh, oh, look, oh look at that I yeah, got a purple yeah, baseball yeah. bat uh but yeah like I was just like oh my gosh I'm like this seems like a whole nother level and then like somebody posed the question too it's like what the hell is the rest of the Justice League doing when there's a giant beam of you know stuff in the sky. I know it takes place in like a short amount of time, but like I feel like Batman or Wonder Woman would have at least showed up, especially with so many rogues that are directly related to Black Batman there. Yeah. You know, cuz like it seems like whenever they do anything with the Suicide Squad, like not so much in the comics, but like I know like all the animated series and stuff, Batman always interjects with the Suicide Squad yeah. somehow because it's like, you know, like Black Spider's there or Harley or Captain Boomerang or Deadshot, you know, uh, or, you know, uh, Killer Croc or King Shark, obviously. They wanted to get King Shark in the movie, yeah, but which would have been cool. That would have been great. Um, but, you know, I liked Killer Croc. Killer Croc was definitely, like, the Hulk-type character, you know. Yeah,
0: but what purpose did he serve in the movie? Other than getting that bomb. Yeah, but he even didn't even need to do which, that either. Which
1: I'm not 100% sure, but did Scott, e- Scott Eastwood's dead, right? Yeah. Which he was off. He was awfully willing to go sacrifice himself. That's
0: that, so okay. Let me. Let, I guess I should get to some of my questions like, I for you right now. I was kind of like
1: surprised because, like, like when they're like the whole SEAL team is getting readied and he's just like, "I'm going under there with you guys. You can't make." I'm like, "Why didn't you just send Croc by himself?"
0: Yeah. Like, like you lose nothing if he dies. Like, right, that's the whole point, right? Like, right. Yeah. So that, like, so here, I got some questions for you. I guess we'll just get some of this right here. So, uh, first question is uh, Slipknot. Why? We already talked about that. Yep. Brief aside, Captain Boomerang, double why? Um Why was he there? Like, what did? But what I did, feel
1: like Captain Boomerang was just there because he was part of Suicide Squad. Yeah. Like he didn't offer a lot to it. Like the only thing I felt like he offered to like the entire movie was the um, obviously antagonizing Slipknot. And throwing his boomerang to Once. go scout. Yeah. Like, like like how Batman would, where he throws a batarang. It's like, he's like, oh, look, I've got a cool boomerang that can do what Batman's batarangs do. And then he's like, oh, they saw me. That's the end of me.
0: Yeah. It's like, other than the whole one-off joke with the unicorn, which was funny. Like, I just, like, there was no purpose. Like, you, his name's Captain Boomerang. Have him throw some goddamn boomerangs. He'd like, something.
1: Boomerangs. He threw two. And really, he was just kind of a vehicle to have flash pop up
0: yeah which i mean okay so another question well, for
1: you. so they did that because i read like they were filming justice league and suicide squad side by side and i guess like wherever they were filming at in london um you know like david ayers and Zack schneider got together and he's like hey do you just want to bring you know ezra miller over and we'll do this one quick scene and they're like sure he's in costume and yeah that's what so, happened
0: like what if okay and i know i know i'm biased and you guys can all accuse me of such because i know i am so the Marvel movies have done a good way of kind of laying the groundwork for for people, right? Mm-hmm. So what if, like, let's say that you had not had Suicide Squad happen yet. Let's say that movie was two years from now, but you had Wonder Woman, you had Flash, you had a Batman movie. But, like, let's say the first five, ten minutes of the Flash movie, you introduce him, he fights Captain Boomerang, you have a cool little fight... With this kind of like character that is not nearly the match for the Flash, but has cool boomerangs, and you realize he's kind of a kind of a dick, and he gets thrown away. Like Argus comes and gets him. That's the end of that. End of that. Then you have the same thing with like maybe maybe Deadshot's a bigger character a Batman movie. I don't know, but you actually have all these guys be bested by the heroes that we know. Mm-hmm. So then suddenly they're like, oh wait, they got to work together and save the world. Like that would have raised the stakes and made it a lot more fun to be like these guys are cannon fodder for heroes. Now they're here and they have to do something together. Yeah,
1: that would that would have had a lot more impact. And yeah. Then I
0: would have been happier to see Captain Boomerang because I feel like Jai Courtney, as much as he is wooden a lot of times, I feel like he did good with the character, with the three lines he had.
1: Yeah, he did. He did have like he did have some char- character for Captain Boomerang. Yeah, like I will give him that. It's just unfortunately he was kind of pigeonholed into like the back of the SUV. Like yeah. you, like they were basically like, hey, can we fit Katana and Captain Boomerang in the in the in the little hatchback? And they're
0: like, oh yeah, sure. He was just unshowered Deadpool. Is all he was supposed to like? this basically, they oh, wanted I him. wouldn't even say that because they well, they wanted him for comic relief. They wanted him to be an instigator, and he didn't do any of that. He didn't do any of that. Yeah. He wasn't comic relief. Well, I mean, I, I didn't think he was supposed to be like the whole bit where it's like you guys are good to go, and he's left. Like that was funny. Like whenever they supposedly, that's a question I'll get to you here in a second. Sorry, guys, if I feel like I'm talking gibberish, this movie's kind of gibberish, too. All right, so bad guys did no bad guy things. I mentioned that already. Why does Deadshot have a mask if Will Smith is only going to wear his Will Smith face? Like you never saw the Deadshot mask other than like twice. He didn't really have it on the entire movie. Right. Yeah, and he he made the comment, when I put this mask on, people die. When your mask is off, people die. So explain to me what you're doing. Right.
1: Um, Well, I think that's like I think that's a problem with a lot of superhero movies is they got to show everybody's face off like and like they don't do it with Batman, which is like kind of a cardinal sin. You you can't. But like at the same time, like some of these characters like Deadshot. Yes, the mask is quintessential. Um, Like, you know, I even had like a problem with like Robert Downey Jr. having to have his helmet off on the Avengers poster. Yeah. Like, why would Iron Man have his poster off other than the uh, uh, helmet off in this little scenario, other than the fact that you need to show Robert Downey Jr. on the cover?
0: Yeah, it's you know? that, you're right. So, OK. Um, all right. Why do we need two introductions for Harley? A dead shot. We already answered that. Why did no one question the big glowing ring in the sky when they were choppered in other than Harley? No one else bothered to look at that glowing ring in the sky. Yeah. Um, why did Harley Quinn's gearbox have graffiti on it when she didn't know she was getting her stuff back? Did you notice her, her gearbox had a jester cap and HQ spray painted on it? Mm-mm. Like someone defaced it? She, like, I don't understand. She didn't know she's getting stuff back. I don't think anybody in Argus would be like, oh, it'd be cute to put graffiti on this box. Yeah. That felt kind of stupid to me. Um, why and how was she given the Joker cell phone in front of all the prison and Argus guards? Right. Like, I mean, you that had, was what's his not face? I forget sneaky. the actor's name. Yeah. He, was, he was funny. He but, was
1: kind of funny, like the one part where he where Deadshot gets the gun and he's pointing at him and he's like, "I want you shoot him and then delete my browser history." Like that was the first time I was like, "That was completely added because of like the whole reshoots." Like, yeah, but yeah, you're right. Like he he was given that
0: cell phone it was and pretty it's pretty like, obvious that he did it. Yeah, and she was like calling him out on it. So and there were going. like
1: there were like thirty guards all around. Like, just yeah. what did he give Harley Quinn? Yeah,
0: yeah. And then, um, why did Flag break his cell phone releasing the squad when anyone that knows what's going on at Task Force X? could just download the app and kill them anyway. You'd think that him breaking his phone would be a signal to us, like, oh, shit, something bad happened, detonate all the collars. You know, right.
1: like, that felt like... That he got killed, yeah. and then, like, oh, yeah, that...
0: Yeah, yeah so, I didn't think about that. Okay. That could have been bad. What was the Enchantress's plan? Also, how cool it is that her brother is the Destroyer armor from the first Thor movie? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I was
1: like, this guy's just the Destroyer with a LED face. Yeah. But, like... I I mean I dug him I, th- I I you know what that was really weird too be, that he became that thing and then there was the, like his sister was something completely different yeah. Like, and then, they, like, too, they don't really flush out her plan. Like, she nope. like
0: when they talk... She's like, I don't understand technology, but I'll build a machine.
1: Yeah, she's like, she's like they worship machines now. I'm going to build a machine so that... I'm like, did she want to kill everyone and destroy the world, or did she want them to worship her again? Yeah. I was really confused by none that. None of that made sense. Yeah, none, none of, of that made, made a lot
0: of sense. All right, so if El Diablo is never going to act in anger again, when did the prison yard explosion happen? If it happened before his home burning down, how was he let out of prison the first time? Remember, they showed the whole prison yard thing and he's like, oh, I'm number one. Don't want to mess with me. It's like, why would they let him out to go live a normal life? And then his oh, I
1: see what you're saying. So, like, when he when he had his accident at home and he gave himself up, yeah, like he should have went into his pacifism state. That's and the then, whole point. They talked about how yeah, he never raised his fist. Right, to right, a right, game. right. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know where that came from.
0: <laughs> okay, so that just felt a little weird to me. All right, so what purpose did Killer Croc serve? We know it was just to swim underwater. It was for the bomb yeah. thing, and which look we just cool. found out that didn't really do anything anyway. Yeah. If Deadshot, quote unquote, missed, isn't that the disobeying an order and thus be like worthy of being killed? yeah yeah okay all right so at least we know that um why was the enchantress's brother's doll kept in a walk-in closet and why did it take a kinko's binder to let her know that did you notice like when they're dropping the information she looked over at the binder and was like oh i see my brother's doll there and then she teleported to waller's place and then it looked like it was literally kept in a walk-in closet and she went and grabbed it like, oh no i didn't that, see that not high security you know what i might have went to the bathroom when that happened. Oh, okay well then that happened um why is um Why is WB obsessed with binders full of metas, meaning every binder was full of every hero? Like you saw Kinko's binder full of like, like when she's talking about the squad, like when Walker Waller's talking about, there's all these printouts. And then at the very end, she gives Batman a whole binder full. It's like, like they feel like, like they're stuck in like the mid nineties where it's like, we have to print everything out to hand information to people. It's always file folders. It's always. I think binders. it's just a,
1: like a like a prop, like a plot device. I guess.
0: Um, why does no one give a shit about that soldier that set off that bomb underwater? We just talked about that. Like Scott, yeah,
1: it was like Scott Eastwood. <laughs> it was down there with Killer Croc, and then like Killer Croc's fighting the 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 whatever created uh, warriors that, yeah. that Enchantress created, and then like 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 Scott Eastwood's like, oh, I got it planted, and I'm like. You're gonna die. Like well, the
0: thing that kills me about that—no pun intended—is that Diablo was fighting, um, you know, the the armor, the guy up top, yeah, and um, and and everyone's like, no, 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 stop fighting him. We want to save you. We want to save you. It's like no one's giving a shit about that soldier. It's underwater, setting off the bomb, right? Like if I was Flag, I'd probably be like, let's get my men out of there. Croc, you do this. Like you signed up, for right, this. And, like, there's a, no way out,
1: right? And he gets he gets bombed. He's down there and yeah. he's fine because he's yeah. tough. Yeah, he's a human. Yeah,
0: yeah. So that seemed weird to me. Um, they said that there was a strange presence in the subway tunnels, which is why flag and, uh, professor moon were down there. Mm -hmm. Um, like what happened to that? Like they said, they were supposed to investigate a weird presence. So they let the enchantress out and she got away. There was no reference. Again, there was nothing that tied anything to what happened there. Um, why was flash in this movie? We talked about already. Uh, why? So we getting to the, where the enchantress was disco dancing or twerking and tempting everybody with everything at the end of the movie. Why was Deadshot's temptation by the enchantress for him to kill Batman and not being with his daughter?
1: I th- no, I think that was his. I think his temptation was that he gets he gets both, so he doesn't go to prison. So he kills Batman and then he gets okay. his, his daughter. It seemed a little weird. So because honestly, if Batman was still around, he knows that he would probably still have to deal with Batman. So
0: why didn't we see Katana get tempted with getting her husband back? <laughs> yeah. That's true. of the Of the people that are all there giving be given things. And who they, did
1: they tempt? They tempted Rick Flag. Uh, they just tempted uh, the Dead Deadshot Shot. And, and yeah. So they tempted Flag Harley. with
0: with getting Professor Moon back. They tempted Harley by giving her the Audrey Two uh, sequence from uh, Little Shop of Horrors, where she had the perfect little fifties home with mm-hmm. Jared Leto. You know, she's like, "Oh, you're going off to go sing with Thirty Seconds to Mars." He's like, "Maybe," you know. And then he, he yeah. just leaves. And then, um, then you have Deadshot. You don't have anything from Katana, which you, her character was like. Cool looking, and I like that she was the right hand man to flag, but there was no explanation as to why that was, other than. Yeah they kept her in check but really what was her power than a sword that kept souls in it yeah you know uh, so like she was not tempted and then also why wasn't cooper uh, captain boomerang riding a unicorn as his temptation give him a goddamn unicorn that would have been hilarious and that would have like, like totally you want, like, if, yeah if yeah. you want if
1: you want your humor or your levity and like the time of like the end of the world or him like, like
0: hugging a unicorn or something like have like, him like,
1: like you know oh, i get a unicorn yeah that would be hilarious because
0: then like at least then he had been like shit i'm i'm guys i'm with her you know and then, same thing with Katana. Like, you could have given her a moment of weakness that would have given her some character development. That would, have, that been would cool. have been a
1: great opportunity to have them have the, the squad fight. fight each other. Yeah.
0: Yeah, right? Maybe, you know. Then Which said, I'm
1: surprised there was, like, so little infighting for being nothing but bad guys. Yeah.
0: So, um, why didn't we see Captain Boomerang throw more than two boomerangs? I already asked then. Uh, why was Deadshot's daughter suddenly cool with him killing people for money as they were doing math questions at the end? Right she was so sad that he was a hired killer and at the end they're doing geometry and it's like what just happened that was weird you know so i don't know that so i had more questions than that like we yeah, talked man, about yeah man i
1: think you you've went, you've well overthought this more than i have
0: cuz it start it stops making sense you know like it's just like and the thing is though i had fun with the movie and i feel like 10 15 years from now this movie is not going to age as badly because it doesn't make sense to begin with you're like i feel like like this movie feels like it's almost um it feels like an early superhero movie, like you know, like X Men One came out, and then DC's like, yeah. you know what, we got to do this now. So it's like, there is some decent ideas, but it's not all the way baked through, and so you are always like, man, I hope the next one's better, you see, know. And it just feels like well,
1: here's I guess maybe this is the difference between you and me. Like, I, I, I see all your points, but at the same time, like watching all that stuff, I get that day in and day out from reading a lot of comic books. Like, yeah. like, like, the continuity issues and the, like, how the hell does this happen? How does this explain? Like, like right now, like, I was talking to one of my buddies, and, like, Miles Morales has been kidnapped by, like, three different people, and I don't know where and what timeline it all has happened. So I'm like, <laughs> like, like, does this kid just have problems getting kidnapped? Like, you know, Black Cat has kidnapped him, and then, like, uh, um, uh, Regent kidnapped him, and then um, he got stuck in the negative zone with Annihilus, and I'm like... <laughs>
0: stuck in the negative zone like you tripped and fell into it you're like oh well, no no they
1: they went to the negative zone and then while they were escaping like he got pulled away like as they're like you know the I, thought maybe, I thought
0: maybe i thought maybe he tripped and fell into the sky butthole that was in uh suicide squad <laughs> no. okay but like but i'm just like this
1: doesn't pan out anywhere because like like if I'm reading these in chronological order, I'm like, there's no possible way he could be helping Spider-Man with Iron Man,
0: and and that's fine. I'll give. Okay, so the 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 dichotomy of comics and ongoing comics yeah. and movies are different because in comics you have so many different monthly publishing schedules. You have so many different arcs. I mean, some of that shouldn't be left out in the ether. I get you. I'll give you that. But if you have a movie that you have a two year two year plus production cycle on. You got to get that shit sewn up. Like that's really all it is. I feel like right now, like the only continuity you really have other than Ben Ben Affleck as Batman, and you have the Flash show up. Is that Superman's dead at the beginning of this because it, it dovetails right from Batman Superman? Just because they say it does, it doesn't have to. But that's what they say, right? So, I feel like they they front loaded. Like they're like, hey, I'm sorry, I know you're about to chime in with something probably way smarter than I'm about to say. Uh, they're like, hey guys, here's your universe. It's empty. Eventually, it will give you characters to fill it, and I feel like that's that's it's it's top heavy. It's not even not top heavy, but it's like it's like Marvel. And I know I keep coming back to it. It it did it right by planting a lot of seeds. So when you get to the big airport fight in Civil War, you have how many how many people were on screen fighting at once? Like twelve something like that. Oh, at least yeah. at least. And other than Spider Man and Black Panther, which they reduced in that movie you understood where everybody where everybody stood where
1: everybody was kind of coming from and like what they could do and you know you you got it you're just like oh yeah i know what vision can do you yeah. you're like oh i i totally get hawkeye and black widow's relationship like if you had not had avengers 1 and 2 and had those two characters developed each other's relationship then what happened in the 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 the, the, the airport fight yeah. would made no sense yeah with but, them pulling punches like you know
0: and th- that's what i'm saying it's like i feel like like, I just, I don't know why DC was in such a hurry to try and make that Avengers money whenever they've, they've, they've come out of the gate a few times and they've definitely fallen on their keys. I know I said that about Batman Superman suicide squad is by virtue of charm and being just a little different. I think it skirts it, but I don't think it's still cleared. It cle- I don't think it cleared the hurdles. I think it's still, I think it still stumbled. It's just that it had, it had a smirk about it that I feel like it should have went a little bit more into that. And it just, and also raised this, like not raised the stakes as in world ending, the Suicide Squad isn't about ending the world. They're all about getting the job done. Give me the Justice League for saving the world. Yeah. I don't. That's, I guess that's what I'm saying. Give me, give me something small. That's you know what I mean. Like something relative to what they can do, not saving the world. That's I think that was kind of. Yeah, it wasn't the right call for that. I
1: would have liked to have seen their their ultimate goal be something different than not saving the world.
0: Yeah, like um, like I told you before, there was that the the first uh, story arc with Lobo. Uh, that DC character where he's just a crazy space guy and he killed every person on his own planet except for his fourth grade English teacher. And he just didn't get to her in time. And he was bound by an oath to take her across the galaxy. Uh, and then when he finally dropped her off, it's like, all right, I fulfilled my mission. They're like, yeah, he did. He broke her neck and walked away. That's the Suicide Squad. It's like you, you dangle a carrot of if you guys don't finish this, you're done. all oh, you've been off the hook. Oh, I forgot. You guys are still a bunch of dicks. Like that's what we needed, and they, we didn't yeah. get that. Yeah, like,
1: you kind of got the like. These guys did some good, and and luckily it didn't change them. But like, it's still kind of like I don't know. You're right,
0: but <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to. Like I said, I I I I hope for um, like a more in line director's cut. Not that I need the humor taken out of it, but give me something that makes sense, and I'll, I'll watch it again. Um, but again, like there's enough humor in it to carry it. Uh, I laughed a lot watching it. So at least there's that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess, I mean, it's, I guess it's the most backhanded, like, Hey, I liked it. Kind of. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Yeah. Enough about that. So anyway, I'm glad that we ruined that movie entirely for everybody. Um, if you guys have seen it, agree, disagree, uh, um, please let us know on our Facebook page, uh, invasion of podcast. We are on Twitter at invading podcast. Uh, we're at Gmail at invading podcast, Gmail. um, yeah, so please just let us know what you guys thought, because uh, I think it would be a good discussion. So, all right, so enough about that. Um, so, going down the path of nostalgia, uh, it is uh, thirty years ago as of um, August eighth. Uh, Transformers, the animated movie, came out. So, you got the touch.
1: I think you got we should just power. just play Stambush the whole time.
0: Yeah. This is like but Decepticon. That's about all I had of that so ass yeah. kicking music. Like I get, I get
1: ramped up. Like I'm ready to go fight Decepticons when I, I hear that. I'm music. not gonna
0: lie. I still kind of like that song a lot. Like I was driving home listening to it. And I'm like, this is actually really. It's good. It's like
1: inspiring. <laughs> like there's like they play it twice in the movie. And, well, actually, no, they play it three times in the movie. But, like, the one time they play it when Prime finally lands on Earth at Autobot City and he's just like, I'm going to kick Megatron's ass. And then that, like, the keyboard hits and he yeah. transforms. Dude, I get goosebumps to this day. <laughs> like, I'm just like,
0: yes, yes, Autobot ass whooping is coming. Yes. So, I figured in honor of this, uh, I would uh, ask Joe some trivia questions that I've made up. About Transformers, um, and also spoiler alert: Joe's probably going to know most of these, but I have, I have <laughs> some some here that are a little off the beaten path, so we'll see how this goes here. So, uh, this movie is directed by Nelson Shin, um, and he uh, he worked on The Simpsons and was an overseas animation director for the original Transformers TV series, which is why he's a director of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2002, he also directed which of the following TV series? Oh, jeez, Frog Squad. Toad Patrol, Gecko Gang, or Zinc? Toad Patrol. That's right. Okay, so never mind. That was a guess. Yeah, I just, yeah. I just, I like, I wanted, I wanted zinc to be like, what do those guys do? I don't know. They just kind of put it in the background. He's just, just paying a lot for they that. They sit there. Okay. All right. So, um, so you know, you said Stambush saying uh the touch, yes. right? What other film was the song used in?
1: Oh my God, I know. But, oh, okay. I'll give you your options here. Yeah, tonight. give me some.
0: Over the top, maximum overdrive. Boogie Nights or Real Steel Real Steel Boogie Nights oh was it that's Dirk Diggler's one of his songs that he was singing he was trying to become a professional uh, oh really yeah wow um, yeah
1: I could have sworn it was in another movie
0: yeah so that was like that's the other times he sang it so all right, uh, this was written by Ron Friedman what other film associated with the toy line did Ron Friedman write for Uh, the Care Bears movie MASH's Universe G.I. Joe the movie or My Pet Monster
1: G.I. Joe
0: yep you're right same Mm -hmm. year that movie came out. Yeah, those way. like Transformers,
1: the movie and G.I. Joe, the movie feel like they coincided with the stories like they're very not similar, but the style. Yeah, I remember the same.
0: I need to watch both of them again because I remember as like a kid, like a teenager watching them again going, these are pretty good
1: there. Yeah, like, they're pretty good. Like yeah. and like they don't like if you watch episodes of Transformers and episodes of G.I. Joe, they don't feel like the movies at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, um, all right. Uh, Greg Berger was the voice of Grimlock. Um, which uh famous pig did he go on to voice? I'll give you two options. Orson the pig from Garfield and Friends or Cornfed Pig from Duckman. Remember Duckman on USA? Yeah. Had Jason Alexander being Duckman?
1: Uh wait, hold on. For, uh, yeah.
0: Wait, do you remember Garfield and Friends? The, the no, 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 no. I
1: know Gar- Orson yeah. the Pig and Roy the the Rooster and, yeah, yeah. and um uh,
0: and Cornfed was a sidekick. I'm gonna say
1: man. Uh, I'm gonna say he was um, Orson.
0: He was both actually, so I thought it was odd <laughs> that he voiced two animated pigs. So That's... all right. Um, which famous brat packer was the voice of Rodimus oh, Prime? Judd Nelson. God damn it! All right. So I was right. gonna give you the options of Emilio Estevez, Rob Lowe, Robert Downey Jr., or Judd Nelson. All right. Mm-hmm. So all right. Um, this one's kind of a trick question because I found out after the fact. Which famous actor was this? Th- his last film? Orson Welles did okay. Crown's voice. Yeah, there's another one, though. Scatman Carruthers was his last movie, too. Oh, yeah, he did Retgar? Uh,
1: jazz. Jazz.
0: Yeah. Who did... Re- oh, Eric Idle did Retgar's voice. Sorry. Oh, you ruined one of my other questions. All right, <laughs> so... Um, but, uh, yeah, so my, 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 just so people at home know my options for which famous actor was his last film for Orson Welles, Buster Keaton, which he would have been way dead by that time, Richard Burton or Rock Hudson. I was trying to think of like actors that may have been around then. Not really.
1: Dude, Um, Unicron, Unicron's voice was very very... Vader-esque. Well,
0: I found out why that is because I guess when they did the original uh, audio recording, Orson Welles was like in such poor health. That they went and just synthesized the hell out of it because they felt because he was gasping and wheezing, mm-hmm. which I think kind of fits for that kind of character. But he, like, I guess they asked him right right before he passed away what the movie is about. He's like, I don't know, I'm just a large toy attacking other toys. Like he just did not care. Yeah, you know, um, the budget for the uh, for the film at the time was six million. Did it break even in the U.S.? No. You're right. Five point eight million U.S. gross.
1: You know what's scary is I wish you would ask me that because I had that number in my head. Five point eight million. I'm pretty wow. sure I knew how much it made.
0: Which Autobot swore and what did they say?
1: Uh, Bumblebee said shit when Unicron was attacking the moons, the moon bases.
0: Uh, well, you, you got the word right, but or no, 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 no.
1: He said shit, and then um, Ultra Magnus also said "damn it, open" when he was trying to open the matrix. Okay
0: spike is the one I supposedly swore oh it was yes, spike
1: yeah. i will you don't see who says yeah. it. you just you see them you see unicron eating the moon and then they're like or no no they it fire was, something in it and then they're like shit it didn't trying, even dent it they were yeah. trying to
0: get him to eat a, eat the moon so it blow up it blow yeah. up
1: and he says shit it didn't even dent it so
0: options i had were bumblebee tuna no it's not bumblebee uh, optimus prime swearus maximus that was <laughs> one i went through out there and the spike all right um and they said oh shit you're right all right Scabman Crawlers was the voice of jazz what Stephen King adaptation was he in? Salem's Lot? Christine? Carrie or The Shining? Oh geez, I I don't know. Salem's Lot? No, The Shining. He was Holleran. The oh, the older character char- never mind. Okay. Um How many original series characters were killed off in this film? I'll give you your your uh, name. Hold of on, mentions. hold on, hold
1: on. So Prime, uh Jazz, um Perceptor, um, Ironhide. Uh I'm trying to think of people. Uh Ratchet. Um uh God, who else? I'm trying to think of all the scenes. Because there were like <laughs> there were like five there were like two Autobots that for sure died in Autobot City that they showed. There was one that died in there was like five or six that died on the ship when the, the Decepticons hijacked it. Uh Starscream, obviously. Uh I'm like going through the movie in my head now. Um, You've got the tough because technically, I mean they they took out a lot of um, Decepticons, but then Unicron turned them into the the new guys. Okay. Um, Unicron obviously died. Uh, all right. Yeah. I mean, um, I named <laughs> I named off specific Transformers.
0: Okay. So I, here's your here's your options: eight, fourteen, twenty-seven, or all of your favorite ones from your childhood.
1: <laughs> um, fourteen. That's right. Yeah.
0: What I have here listed again, this is all from IMDb, so take it with a grain of salt. Optimus, Optimus Prime, Ironhide, Ratchet, Prowl, Brawn, Wheeljack, Windcharger, Megatron, Starscream, Skywarp, Thundercracker. That doesn't sound right anymore. No,
1: no, no, no. Okay, wait. I didn't count them because they technically got rechanged. Got into, rechanged because like because okay. like yeah, Thundercracker and Skywarp. And then two of the, um, the, the, the insecticons got changed with. Like all the, okay. like when Unicron like redid them into Galvatron and Cyclonus and Scourge.
0: So you had Shrapnel, Kickback, and Bombshell. Yeah, all Shrapnel right. and Kickback yeah. were the two
1: insecticons. All right.
0: Which member of Monty Python was Rekgar? you already said sir. All right. And bonus question What song played during the Junkbot junk segment? Oh, Dare to be Stupid. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's, we talked about that I when know. I went and saw Weird <laughs> Al. Yeah. <laughs> I had to fit Weird Al in here somewhere. Uh, what DJ voiced Cliff Jumper? Uh, Casey Kasem. Okay. Options I had for you were Wolfman Jack, Rick Dees and John Tesh and Casey Kasem. <laughs> um what future in-law of Michael Bay was in this film? In-law. Yeah. I'll give you your options. All right. Um Leonard Nimoy? Oh, Leonard Nimoy. Yeah, okay, that's right. He was right. Galvatron. Yeah, uh, Robert Stack, Frank Whoa. Welker and Old Timey Explosion was the other one I threw was the last one. Uh, you could have
1: said Robert Stack cuz Robert Stack was Ultra Magnus, so yeah. I'm sorry.
0: But it was Leonard Nimoy. He ends up like Michael Bandit getting married into that that family. Into the Nimoy family. But I like an old-timey explosion was in the movie and was related to Michael Bay. I like that. All right. Um, I like my own jokes. Deal with it. All right. So uh, which film ended up ahead of Transformers in the first weekend at the box office? Okay. Okay. So your options are Back to School with Rodney Dangerfield, Aliens, which we just talked about earlier, Flight of the Navigator, and Howard the Duck. Aliens? All of them were ahead of wow. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it didn't it didn't open very well, so um and top gun also was't uh, think think about that box office that weekend like, that's a rough box office. Like, like if you looked like i like you, you know you what check, though
1: like nowadays think about think about nowadays when a when a cartoon movie comes out and it goes in up against certain things like like comedies, yeah or like. Uh, an action movie about fighter jets there's like no way that anybody would like a there's pixar, no counter program there's no like yeah. a, a pixar movie would crush like top gun you yeah know, like
0: well it's just it's crazy to me to think and i didn't like there's the, the listing you can find on box office mojo like um it ended up opening 14th for that week <laughs> i think it was something like that um and you look at the movies that were in front of it, you're like this could be like a whole three month span now versus like one weekend in terms of, I mean, not that everything opened that same weekend, but it was, what was already out, you know? And also I found out why there were swearing a transformers, the movie, um, because if it was rated G, it would only get limited play certain during certain parts of the day in the theater. So it, if they swore it bumped up to a PG, so it could run the full length of the mm, day. That's interesting. Yeah. So that's, because I, I always thought
1: that those, those were like randomly placed with like when you said shit and damn it. Yeah. Like, you know, when he's opening the the Matrix, like, damn it, open, and I'm like, Transformers getting kind of angry.
0: Yeah. Like, so <laughs> so it's kind of the same thing that happened with um with the movie Christine when it came out, that there was no, the violence that it wasn't so extreme that they were worried that it would get a PG, so they filled it full of swearing to get it an R. So that movie's so foul, language-wise, so it would be an R-rated horror movie, because they didn't want it to be, like, viewed as, like, tame so it's interesting, like, the little thumb on the scale of, like, give us a PG. Thank you. And then they moved on. Mm. So that, that that's my questions I had. So oh. I was entertained by how much Joe knows about um, that. So I watched
1: that movie a lot. It's, like, it's a to, fun like, movie. Like, when I was a kid, like, I watched it to the point where I would just sit in the recliner watching it and I would just, like, like mouth all the words. <laughs> like it was just like
0: You're sitting there and you're um in your Ernest Kleiner like doing all the lines. Or your Ernest movie. Kleiner. You're Ernest right. Kleiner. Yeah. yeah um,
1: Which yeah. I read an article about that too, that they pushed that to March of eighteen now. Oh yeah. Because it was slated for December of seventeen, but they yeah. don't want to compete with episode eight.
0: Good call. I mean then they probably want to get a script that works. Anyway, so um all right. Let's go do it uh, for us this week I'm getting so full of emotions right now. Um I do briefly want to mention that uh, the the game uh, Pie in the Sky that we talked to, to Ryan uh, last year about that he was one of the co-developers of, it is now free to play, to download in uh, the app stores. Uh, and and the soundtrack from uh, Black Eagle uh, for the game Pie in the Sky is also free now too. So you can go to it's Pie in the Sky game, but it's actually p i t s game.com and download it for free. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So he they did a major update to it too. So it's a lot of fun. So I just wanted to give some. Shout I haven't out played
1: there. it like in a long time. Like I, di- I, think it was like two bucks. I downloaded it.
0: Yeah, I've, I mean, I have paid for it too. But if you guys have that chance, like check it out. It's a fun little. A little game on like you deliver pizzas in space so you should it's, check that yeah out.
1: it's a bus stop game for sure
0: yeah it's awesome so um all right so then uh uh again we've we've like hit us up on our social media uh, i did a little bit of research you can give us a five-star review on stitcher and i found out how yay I found out how you do it on a desktop. I don't know how you do it on a phone. Uh-oh. But if you go to stitcher.com and search the show, uh-huh. you can actually click on the show page and actually write a review, and you can rate it five stars. Cool. So if you guys actually have an old-timey computer that you want to go to yeah. and go on onto the World Wide Web One and rate the, us. the
1: pedal depths desktops yeah. where you sit at the desktop and, and you just, pedal.
0: <laughs> yeah. You, know, if you go on your Velocity computer and just uh, <laughs> give us a five-star review, that'd be great. And also on iTunes, too, we would greatly appreciate it. Um. Uh, so that, that does mean a lot that means we'd show up a lot more and people could then download us and they could listen to us and they could tell two friends and they could and they tell, they two tell two, two
1: friends yeah. and so on um, and so on
0: next week uh, Stranger Things not just in general we're talking about stranger things
1: like i really got to buckle down though because like i'm only one episode in i know there's only eight (laughs) episodes but like like i watched the first episode and like this this show like really got its hooks in. oh
0: my goodness doesn't it
1: like i was so excited it was funny because like i was watching it with my girlfriend i'm like this show looks amazing i'm like look i'm like the the outfits are on point i'm like like I've seen a lot of movies that are set in the eighties that don't look this good, and like you and know. And the, then I started geeking out when the kids were playing D and D. So,
0: and I geeked out at the title sequence. Like that's so that funny. title <laughs> sequence was very <laughs> I'm very eighties. Like, look at that font. Listen to that music. The font. The I just want to hug this TV show right yeah. now. Yeah, um, I'm three episodes in. I haven't finished it yet. I'm going to finish it before we record next. Um, if you guys have not had a chance, um, we're, we're going to spoil the hell out of it. So I, I apologize in advance. Um, check it out. It is eight episodes. It is on Netflix. Uh, each episode's about fifty minutes, so you could binge it pretty yeah. easily.
1: Um t- like what I've gathered from watching it is it feels like like E.T. Goonies meets the X Files in the eighties.
0: It is it is almost like the the best Stephen King story I've seen, not written by Stephen King. That's what I'll okay. say. Yeah. Because it has that small town vibe and we'll talk more about this next week. and just the way the kids are and then the weird stuff that goes on. Mm-hmm. It feels like E. T. meets Firestarter, meets like it a little bit. And I and I really it is hitting like every one of those things that I love, which we've talked about the power of nostalgia before. This doesn't feel like nostalgia, it just feels it like doesn't. It, it feels like it's done right. And I don't Yeah, yeah and th-
1: that's a good point. Like I don't we'll get into it on the show next week, but like that's how I felt too. Like I was like, this doesn't remind me of anything specific from that era of mm-hmm. my life, but like it definitely gives me the vibe of that era. Like it made me feel like I was watching Goonies again for the first time. Or, you know, it was it was like, like you said, very Stephen Kingy, but like there's nothing that it's like a remake of. But at the same time, I I enjoy watching it because I remember that era.
0: Yeah. So we're going to talk about that. Um, That'll be a lot of fun. So we encourage you guys to please watch it and then join us in our discussion of it. So um, that'll do it for us this week. Um, Have a safe week. Watch Stranger Things. Go see Suicide Squad. Uh, ask questions that's what i did clearly you know or watch transformers because it's been out for 30 years and then you can high five i really
1: want to go home watch transformers now (laughs) like you you got that that itch well they
0: have that 30th anniversary blu-ray that just got put out so i kind of think i want to get that so um but yeah uh in the meantime you guys got the touch you've got the power to tell two friends yeah and to tell two friends and to tell two friends all right we'll see you next week even dented oh shit what are we gonna do now